Today, the second Sunday of Easter is designated the Divine Mercy Sunday. And today, our Lord commissions us to be witnesses to the power of his resurrection. As he goes around to strengthen, as he goes around to reassure, and as he goes around to reconcile with his apostles after his resurrection, he commissions them to continue his mission in the world. The risen Lord Jesus revealed the glory of his resurrection to his disciples gradually and over a period of time. Even after the apostles saw the empty tomb and heard the reports of Jesus' resurrection to the women, they were still weak in faith and fearful of being arrested by the Jewish authorities. When Jesus appeared to them, he offered proofs of his resurrection by showing them the wounds of his passion, his pierced hands and side. He calmed their fears and brought them peace, the peace which reconciles sinners and makes us friends of God. We are told on the evening of the first day of the week, Jesus appeared to his disciples who have abandoned him in his most difficult hour. He has not given up on them. So he passes through the locked doors, passes through their fears. He passes through their regrets. He passes through their guilt to reach out to them. His first utterance when he appeared to them was, Peace be with you, John 20, 19. Jesus, the good shepherd, as referred to in John 10 verse 11, who lays down his life for his sheep, now goes round after his resurrection to seek his scattered and lost sheep. In fact, Jesus did something which only love and trust can do. He commissioned his weak and timid apostles to bring the good news of the gospel to the ends of the earth. He says to them, as the Father has sent me, so do I send you. He called his first disciples and he calls each one of us to do the same. Just as he gave his first disciple the gift of the Holy Spirit, we are told he breathed on each one of them. So he breathes on us and says, receive the Holy Spirit, the spirit who equips us with new life. The spirit who equips us with power. The spirit who equips us with joy and courage to live each day as followers of the risen Lord. John tells us that Thomas was not with the rest when Jesus appeared. When he was told, he demanded empirical evidence in order to believe. At this instance, Thomas seems to be the most practical among the apostles. The question is, are we different from Thomas? We all call him the doubting Thomas, but are we different from him? We all need some strong testimony. We need some kind of evidence. We need even some miracles in order to believe. You know, I go to the grotto uh, the shrine of Our Lady, 
uh, during the Feast of Assumption. And on that day, the Eucharist is being celebrated. Christ is present in the people gathered. Christ is present in the world. Christ is present in the priest. Christ is present in the Eucharist in a more holistic way. And people, instead of focusing on Christ on the altar, people are looking into the skies, gazing into the air, trying to see some miraculous kind of manifestation of some climatic change that could be attributed to the Madonna appearing. We are looking for empirical evidence. We're looking for signs. We're looking for a, a terrific manifestation of a theophany before we come to believe. So we are not different from Thomas. Dearly beloved, Thomas is regarded as a twin, but nowhere in the Bible is the identity of his twin brother or the, his twin sister is revealed. In my opinion, this epithet may have been contrived to show the similarity between the so-called doubting Thomas and the doubting humanity. In other words, we the readers of the Gospel of John could be seen as the twin brothers and sisters of Thomas, since we always want to see something dramatic before we believe. While Thomas deeply loved the Lord, he lacked the courage to stand with Jesus in his passion and crucifixion. After Jesus' death, Thomas made the mistake of withdrawing from the other apostles. He became a lone ranger. He sought loneliness rather than fellowship in his time of trial and adversity. He doubted the woman who saw the resurrected Christ, and he doubted his own fellow apostles who encountered the risen Lord. It is only when Thomas finally rejoined the other apostles that the Lord Jesus made his presence known to him and reassured him that he had indeed overcome death and risen again. When Thomas recognized his master, he believed, he professed that Jesus was truly Lord and truly God, my Lord and my God. The resurrected Christ seeks the disappointing apostles. He forgives them for abandoning him in the time of need. He recreates them by breathing on them and commissions them to be ambassadors of his divine mercy and forgiveness. Receive the Holy Spirit. Those sins you forgive are forgiven them, and those sins that you retain are retained. These instances of our Lord shows the death of God's mercy and compassion toward sinful humanity. When Jesus appeared to the apostles, he also gave the ultimate revelation of God's mercy by delegating his divine power to forgive sins. He breathed on the apostles in a way that echoes how God breathed life into Adam in the creation account in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, saying, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, 
and who says you retain are retained. This is the explicit institution of the sacrament of reconciliation, which is the surest and the most ordinary way to receive the forgiveness of our sins. This sacrament is described as the limitless ocean of God's mercy, which overwhelms the puny ocean of our misery. It is indeed the ultimate revelation of the divine mercy. During the apparition, Jesus told St. Faustina, when you approach the confessioner, know this, that I myself am waiting there for you. I am only hidden in by the priest, but I myself act in your soul. Here, the mystery of the soul means the mercy of God. In fact, the best way to ask for God's mercy for ourselves is through the sacrament of reconciliation entrusted to the church by Christ himself. But unfortunately, most Catholics today respond with indifference to this divine mercy. Thank God that Pope Francis continues to passionately admonish Catholics to avail themselves frequently to the sacrament of penance and reconciliation with a renewed emphasis on the divine mercy. Today, as Jesus reminds us of the power and abundance of his mercy, he sends us also to be messengers of his mercy. He sends us to be messengers of his compassion. He sends us to be messengers of his reconciliation to all. Jesus told St. Faustina, I demand from you deeds of mercy. You are to show deeds of mercy to your neighbors, always and everywhere, so beautifully presented. This means doing good things to others, not because they deserve it or to get a reward from that, but simply in order to follow in the footsteps of our Lord. There is too much hate in our world. There is too much division in our world. There is too much segregation in our world. There is too much violence in our world because the new life and mission in the risen Lord has not been widely accepted and lived even by those of us who call ourselves Christians. We are often selfish and unforgiving, harboring and bloating trivial offenses against us whilst we keep on gravely offending God and offending our neighbor all the time. Where's of it all? It is that we want to be reconciled to God, but we are not prepared to reconcile with others. We take offense when others criticize and judge us, yet we are often judgmental and we criticize others without any good reason. It is very sad today that factions and even violence are destroying the church of Christ in most places. Beloved, let us go to the cradle of Christianity and learn from the early Christians who were of one heart and one mind, living a new free life and powerfully witnessing to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ.
We all need a radical commitment and powerful witnessing to the risen Lord. Jesus will give us his grace if we let him. He will make us into ambassadors of his mercy, just as he did with the first apostles. Today, as Christ feeds us once again with the Eucharist from the very fountain of his mercy and love, and when he sends us out at the end of the Mass, go in the peace of Christ, let us ask for the grace to believe in images of his divine mercy in this world, which is wounded by sin. May the Holy Spirit help us. May the Lord breathe into us and recreate us so that we can be genuine and suitable candidates that are sent out to bring his mercy and love to the world. Amen.